Welcome to Jeff Needs Sports, everyone. Uh, this is the Buckeye Remix, the season finale of the Buckeye Remix. I know it's been a couple weeks, but uh, kind of wanted to let things, uh, you know, sit in the crock pot for a little bit, not overreact too much after the Alabama game, uh, find out who's leaving, who's staying, things like that. Uh, so uh, once again, you know, if this is your first time, I really appreciate you giving me a chance. Uh, if you're a returning listener, returning viewer, I can't thank you enough. You're the best. And let's uh, let, let's talk some Buckeyes. Uh, let, let's just get right to it. So so first of all, just, just some opening thoughts. Um, you know, the, the knee jerk is, man, I'm, I'm glad we had a season uh, back in September. This show seemed impossible, like literally because where it wasn't going to be a season. Uh, we know the the fight that was put up. We know the the hurdles that everybody had to go through. And we all know that if things weren't exactly, quote unquote, fair for every team, you know, going forward, whether, if you, you know, teams had complaints that Ohio State didn't play enough games, team, teams had complaints, the testing, whatever. Bottom line is opening thoughts, knee-jerk reaction. I'm glad we had a season, and I consider it successful. We'll get into that here in a minute. So, uh, yeah. So first of all, let, let's uh, let's just uh, pull let's pull the bandaid off. Let's talk. Let's talk about the national championship game. Let's talk about the thoughts on the national championship game. We, uh, you know, Buckeyes played Alabama in that championship game. Uh, they got their butts kicked. It's nothing. Nothing new there. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not breaking any news here. And uh, basically, the story of the game. We're not gonna. We're not gonna rehash every minute of it. We all saw it. There's no reason to, you know, cry over spilled milk or kick the dead horse. Whatever you want to say. Basically, it boiled down to this. Alabama was a complete team, a better team. When when that game started, when that game kicked off, they were they were at they were. I won't say I don't know if they were peaked or peaking, but they were really close. The Buckeyes obviously were not. Uh, we were coming off the Fields injury. We were coming off. Missing guys. These aren't excuses. These are just reasons. I'm just everybody knows this. Now, do I think that a, a do I think that the exact team that played Clemson two weeks before plays better against Alabama? Absolutely. Do I think that Sermon getting hurt the first play that he's in, you know runs the ball factored in? Of course it did. It's silly to think it wouldn't. But do I think that Ohio State was you know a better team than Alabama? No, uh, nobody does. Uh, I think Alabama was, like I said, at the point that they were playing, I think they were great, and they were playing as one of the better teams we've ever seen at that moment. So that was a tough, that was a tough, uh, that was a tough uh, task for the Buckeyes. But I didn't think they played bad. Um, you know, let's let's talk about the offense for a second. The offense looked all right. They they didn't they didn't get the explosive plays like you know that they typically do in the offense. You know, a lot of that's Alabama's team speed was really good. Uh, Sermon being out is huge out of the passing game because he takes away the, a lot of the play action, the option threat, you know, fields being dinged up a little, obviously factored in. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, he was, you know, he's, he wasn't quite the running threat. So things like that all factor in. So a lot and Wilson, you know, weren't going to have their typical field day, you know, that, that we expect them to, but that's not, that's no surprise. So, yeah, I thought they hung in there pretty well. I thought the offensive line played pretty good. Um, you know, they didn't harass Fields the whole game, but they 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 bothered him. But he, he still played all right. Uh, I know the stats don't say it in the end, but he played tough, especially the first couple, you know, first two quarters. Uh, then the game just started getting away. Um, but we all, we all know what the conversation is here. Everybody wants to talk about the defense. Yes, they they didn't play great. And, you know, there's a couple theories on that. A lot of people want – the defense coordinator's head, you know, they want they want Coombs' head for it. Me, when I watched it, I saw a team that a lot of the players knew what they needed to do, 
but maybe didn't quite have the ability going up against Alabama's one of the best receiving cores that we've ever seen, especially Smith. Uh, Devontae Smith was an absolutely impossible task for every team to cover this season, and he crushed us. Now, you know, the thing is, like, you know, everybody knows the play. Borland winds up one-on-one with Devontae Smith. That's a no-brainer. But my biggest thing about the defense before we move on here, who are they going to put in? Like, you've got – the guys aren't sitting on the sidelines that can cover Devontae Smith in that situation – Tough Borland was the starter in the middle for three years. You know, it's that that's just that's what we had. That's the man, that's that's just the manpower that a high state had on that night. Was it good enough? You know, nothing against the guys, but no, it wasn't good enough to, to play Alabama that night. Did I mean Tough Borland knew what to do in that situation? He just couldn't do it. Uh, we've seen that a lot this year with guys being out of position. You know, Wade fought and fought. He's just not quite the the cover guy that you know, that, that it takes to beat a team like Alabama. Nobody really had that that guy this year. It was tough, man. So, you know, that being said, once again, we're not we're not piling on these guys. They tried hard, played good, very, very successful season. You know, they you got to be in the national here's the here's the here's my final thought on the national championship game. You have to be in it to have a chance to win it. And I know that seems as obvious as can be, but I think we overlook that a lot of times. Like somebody's going to lose a national championship game every year. I mean, last year, last year, Clemson got beat fairly handily. Two years ago, Alabama got whooped by Clemson in the national championship game. It didn't ruin, like we, we, we just saw one of the best Alabama teams of all time, you know, roll through here. So let's not, let's not act like it destroys like, you know, the future of your program to get beat like this. It's, it's, it's really not a, it's really not a big deal. So that's all I'm saying that proud of the guys to be there. They tried hard. You know, I wish they could have had their complete team. I feel bad for the kids that missed the game, you know, for whatever reason, whether it was injury or restrictions or whatever. I really feel bad for them to miss that opportunity. But, um, you know, uh, life will go on. Things, you know, Troy Smith famously said after the 2006 meltdown against Florida, if this is the worst day of his life, then he's going to be fine. So that's that's the way I look at it. It it literally is just a game. Uh, They'll recoup. Uh, they'll, they'll, there'll be more things they can do in the future that'll, that'll just make, they'll put it in perspective for them. So let's, uh, let's move on to, um, let's move on to the season overall. So, you know, we go back to September when the season is literally canceled. We're not going to have a season. We're all in the dumps. We can't believe it that we're not getting a Buckeye season, you know, fast forward another month. Hey, we found a way we're going to play. Uh, we're going to play a shortened season. We play eight games. Great. This is awesome. So, you know, the season starts basically two months late. But hey, we've got one. Uh, the Buckeyes are looking all right. Then, of course, we know <laughs> we've got you know we've got a game canceled against uh, Maryland, canceled first, and then we play, and then we have to cancel against Illinois. Then Michigan cancels against us. They have to change the rules to let Ohio State have a chance to play in the conference championship game. They win a conference championship game. Um, so then it's like so then the argument is why can we let a sixteen team? six-win team into the playoffs, a team that only played six games in the playoffs. They, they let him in. You know, it was it was probably 50-50 around the country whether they should be in, you know, favoritism. We all know the, you know, the conversation that went around that. Lo and behold, Buckeyes blast Clemson. Uh, completely validate everything everybody said about him, every, everything everybody did. Um, erased 12 months of Buckeye misery from last year's Clemson game, which, I, you know, we can finally just kind of – I think we can finally just put it to rest, you know. I hope, uh, really, really just cleaned up, you know, a lot of bad memories, 
and kind of righted the ship, if you will. Uh, I look at it just like, um, you know, they, it's it like going back in time. They fixed what was broken. Quantum leap, if you will. <laughs> it feels like they, they got every situation they needed. They fixed the Clemson loss. It, it made us all feel better. And then that, uh, that you know, awards us uh, a national championship game. And so there's only two teams left, and we get a chance to play for national championship. We just talked about it. We lost. But, you know, if, if somebody wants to say that, you know, we were terrible because we finished second. I'm fine with that. I'll, I will take it. You, you put me in that championship every game, every year, and um, I'll, I will take my shot. So that's how I feel just as a season of a whole, glad to have one. Um, we can talk a little bit about some of the highlights, the low points, like, you know, of course fields was everything. I don't think like if say, say like next year, if we went into a, uh, a mixed up shortened, you know, patchwork season like that with a new quarterback, I don't know if they can, if they can do what fields did, um, you know, he held that team together. There were a couple games to where it was just fields, you know, basically rallying the troops, you know, so to speak, to use that old euphemism. Um, I don't think we can, I don't think we can say enough good things about Justin Fields. I think we can all admit that Justin Fields is one of the greatest players ever in a Buckeye uniform and just move on from that. Just a, a true legend, really. I mean, two seasons that he had, you know, two playoff appearances, a national championship game appearance, uh, two of the best offensive seasons, you know, that we, what we've ever seen, uh, just, um, yeah, really, really can't complain. And we're thankful that we had Justin and the offensive line and the other veterans. I mean, Sean Wade came back. That was a big story all season. So yeah, exactly right. Uh, Stephen Gillespie says, if you're listening to this, someone had to fall to Alabama. I kind of believe that's the case too. Uh, someone was going to lose to Alabama at that moment and it, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, as far as the whole season goes, real – I don't think anybody can argue. It was So let's talk about this minute. This is something amongst Buckeye fans that we've all talked about. Is this – this is one of the only games, only losses especially, that Buckeye fans are the – almost okay with. Like we, we all – like I remember on Twitter that night, I work with a uh, – um, you know, a lot of guys, interact with a lot of Buckeye fans, a lot of Buckeye podcasters. We'll talk about a couple of them later. And we all said the same thing. Like, I'm not as upset as I thought I would be. I mean, I watched the whole game because normally I wouldn't. As a fan, normally I would have just turned that game off, went to bed, and, you know, just been done with it. But, you know, as an analyst, as a podcaster, I stick with it. I got to watch every play and, you know, break it down. I, I, I got to do it. Uh, I got to be a professional. And then – uh but we all kind of had the same thought a few days later. It's like, I'm not as upset as I normally would be. Like, this isn't bothering me as much as, you know, most of them do. So this is one of the very few seasons to where uh, I never thought it could happen, but I honestly don't have a bad taste in my mouth after after that Alabama game. I, I really don't. Um, and I don't think the country looked down on the Buckeyes for it. I think everybody understood the situation shorthanded against a great team. And it was kind of like, hey, I tried, no big deal. It's, and that's a rare, that's a rarity to get that we don't have to spend the whole offseason miserable like we did last year or any other year if you lose your last game. So that was your overwhelming thought about that is like we kind of kind of plan on house money, kind of plan on house money. So yeah, real, real awesome. Just a real awesome game uh season. I mean, so uh let's talk a little bit about uh I know who's staying and who's leaving, you know, most we kind of dabble in that. So as far as like returning guys, like number one, nobody expected Chris Olave to, to be back on the 21 squad. This is amazing. So Chris Olave is coming back. Shocker for his fourth year. Going to be one of the best receivers in the country. Not only that, when with Olave coming back, every receiver, um, 
you know, wide receiver that caught a football last year is back next year. Uh, Fleming, uh, Smith and Jigba, um, uh, Olave, Wilson, and um, I apologize. I, I forgot the other name. Very, It just escapes me right now. But all five of the wide receivers that caught passes, plus Rucker decides to come back. There's a shocker. Without a doubt, I mean, one of the most important one of the most important players in a Clemson game really played great down the stretch. You know, really good tight end, and he's coming back, so that's huge. So there's our like our six no our six best pass catchers uh, coming back. Like this is how you get one of these freak Alabama teams like they had this year is when a couple guys decide to stay. We talked about this after the Clemson game when a couple guys decide to stay. It's a it's a big deal. I mean, four year receivers are that with this much experience. That's that's huge. So. Just, just fantastic. So, uh, you know, Rucker uh, Mumford's coming back. Oh my gosh, a returning offensive lineman that could go pro. Um, Seven Banks is coming back for another season, which I'm not saying he should have went or couldn't have went, but hey, I, I'll take I'll take experience, and a guy has a chance to 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 get better. He, I, I think I I lean a little more towards. I think Seven played a little better than it than it appeared he did. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of on his side on this one. That uh, he he could possibly be a really good player next year, especially with another year, you know, under his belt of experience. And then um, Tyreek Smith coming back on the defensive line—that's ginormous. You know, you're adding him with some of the new guys coming in. That th- that was huge. As far as leaving uh, Browning, Baron Browning's leaving. Uh, Fields, of course. I don't. I, I know we all kind of held our breath, like there was a chance because his for some reason. We could have a whole conversation about the field stock going down after that game. It's crazy. This thing about you know Max Wills, Mac Wilson, and everything going ahead of him. Whatever. Um, there was the crazy outside shot. The fields comes back, but nobody expected it. And and you really can't you really can't recruit the quarterbacks that we have in this in that you know locker room and expect a guy to come back. So fields leaving. You know, totally expected. Pete Werner's uh, gone. I had a really good career, and you know I'm one of the guys that's not. It was hard on him for four years, but I do respect what he did, how he played. I mean, he played the game very smart and he played the game very well. I just, his, I, I always said he had a, um, one of the lower ceilings on his talent level, but that doesn't mean he gave everything he could for the Buckeyes. He, you know, held this defense together this year. And, you know, I wish him the best of luck. I hope I'm wrong. Some guys have him going as high as the third round in the pros. I hope he does. I, I, I don't ever wish. You know, anything negative against these kids, man. Uh, so good for him. Myers is leaving. Uh, Trey Sermon left. That was um, that was one I thought we could have got, but I don't blame him. He's got to capitalize on that two-game run that he had at the end of the season. You know, he, you see what happens. One play and a running back's out of the game. You can't, you can't risk 13 to 14 games next year that he might play. Totally don't blame him for going, but he was – it would have been nice to see him get a full, healthy – you know, year in this offense, what he could have done, but uh, that's fine. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Sean Wade did leave. You know, uh, I wish the best for him. I know everybody thinks he's out of position and now his draft stock is all over the place, but I, I, I still think he works his way into the right place in the NFL. Somebody gives him the right opportunity. He's going to be fine. So, but as far as coming back next year, we talk about wide receiving core is great. The running back room is full. Like, oh my gosh, like, you know, with the freshmen coming in and everything. I mean, the offense, uh, you know, defense, we, we don't really know. I mean, we lose a lot of people on defense, even though we complained about how good they were. Like, you know, who are the linebackers going to be next year? They're obviously going to be young guys. Are we going to guys going to switch position transfers? We have no idea the transfers coming in. I mean, if you're a linebacker, tra- linebacker transfer uh, around the country, oh my gosh, you want to slide right into this Buckeyes program. You know, they're they're a built to win team. If you look at the rest of the Big Ten, I don't think it's even 
the beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're the best team in the Big Ten coming back next year. And we don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but we think it's going to be Stroud. We don't know. So really looking forward to that, uh, the quarterback battle, the spring game. Let's hope we um, – I think there's no doubt that we'll have a spring game. We'll probably all watch it on TV, but that'll be cool. Uh, a lot of these guys are showing up now. They're – you know, a lot of the freshmen are, are arriving on campus now, which is cool, the early arrivals. And you know, things are, you know, really, really getting exciting already. There is no offseason – in these big programs, you know, Alabama's thinking the same thing, Ohio State, LSU, like as soon as the season's over, the next day it's time to move on to the next one, which was so much. That's why we love college football. Let's be honest. That's why we love college football so much. So, um, and then like I said, as far as the, let's just, you know, look at the 20, 2021 season. Let's just kind of look ahead here. And, you know, the quarterback battle's huge. Everybody's watching the quarterback battle. We had this a couple years ago with Haskins and Burrow. And um, even, uh, I apologize, the other kid was there. I can't believe I'm forgetting names like I am. It's what happened to you and her in these live show live shows, people. Um, but uh, you know, we haven't, you know, we saw that. We saw it wound up. Burrow winds up LSU. The rest is history. Crazy story. Uh Haskins goes number, you know, top 10 in the draft. I mean, just wild stuff. Uh, of course, we talk about the wide receiver core returning. Awesome. Uh defensive line return is going to be pretty good. If, the, if a couple of these young guys work out, uh, it's it could be it could be a really impressive defensive line again. And if we get, you know, if one of those edge rushers develop, you you know, you know, Tyreek Smith's going to be really good next year. Uh, we could be dominant on the on the defensive line. Once again, question at linebacker. I have no idea who's going to fill the linebacker positions. Um, you know, we talked about it. Is this the time to move to? To me, it's the time to move. You know, to a four-two-five or at least a three-three-five or something like that. This is the time. You know, uh, let's 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 you know let's maybe switch a linebacker to a you know, a smaller, faster hybrid kind of guy. Like, I think this is the time to change this defense completely. Um, you know, if we're going to try and play with these high-powered offenses of Alabama, LSU, Florida, it's got to happen. We can't keep we can't keep uh, beating our head against the wall here. So that's going to be crazy. But once again, this team's coming back in the Big Ten. They're obviously the best. I don't even think it's close. I don't care. I mean, Iowa's going to be good. Indiana – is going to be good, but I mean, none of them are even close to the talent level, the Buckeyes, um, as far as, you know, looking ahead into the future. I don't think really any team jumped up this year to, to surprise anybody. Right. Um, you know, nobody's the, you know, Indiana, I mean, the guy got coach of the year, but Indiana really, I, I know the game was close and we've talked about it every show, but they weren't on the Buckeyes level. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not being arrogant here when I say Buckeyes are the favorite in the big 10. If you win the big 10, you're going to the playoffs. They, you know, so we're already looking at playoffs. We know Clemson is going to be there more than likely. Uh, I think USC next year, Oklahoma are in the run for sure. I think Oklahoma is probably the best team in the Big 12. I don't even think it's that close. And, of course, Alabama, they'll reload. So they're going to be right there. LSU is going to be better. Uh, don't know about Florida, and you know, but they're going to be good. So, you know, you're going to have whatever. You're going to have an – Georgia is going to be good, but you're going to have an SEC team. You're going to have probably – more likely Ohio State, more likely Clemson, and then you're going to have some combination of somebody out of, you know, it's probably going to be Oklahoma or it might be USC, possibly an Oregon out of the Pac-12. So I don't think Notre Dame is going to reload like these other programs. So, But regardless, I don't care who's the quarterback starting the season. We, we all have playoff hopes, which is insane, um, you know, where, where Day and the crew has this program. So looking, look, really looking forward to 2021 season. And hopefully we get just get the full season. I mean, for goodness sakes, we want to play Michigan if nothing else. Like, like they owe us. We we are owed a game. We, you know what I mean? We're owed the game. So we owe two. Maybe we're playing back to back. I don't know. Make up for this year. So, 
but uh, it is what it is. So uh, that's kind of it. Uh, I just kind of want to button up the season. I want to, um, you know, we, we we've all we've all seen enough highlights and had enough stats fed at us at this point that I just kind of wanted to give an overall like just feeling of the season and, and thank the Buckeyes for what they did. And I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for watching. When uh, you know, in September, I did. I sort of had this show planned, then I basically canceled it. And then once I was able to do it, it's been way better than I than I could have imagined. Uh, the support, the comments, the feedback, the listens, everything has just been has been really uh, beyond my expectations. And I've had so much fun, so much fun doing this show. And I want to thank everybody who's taken time to listen, respond, you know, help me out. I, I send out text after text all week trying to get opinions on the Buckeyes and everything to form like, you know, a valid, well-rounded opinion on this team uh, while I'm watching the games interact. And uh, you, you guys are awesome. Buckeye fans really are. We, we may be crazy, but uh, we, we really are a lot of fun, a, a passionate group to say the least for sure. So um, a couple special thanks. First of all, uh, my wife, Alicia, she's one of the best Buckeye fans I know. And she has to put up with me. I'm a complete lunatic during Buckeyes games. I make, I will not, um, I will not try to deny that. And, uh, she has to put up with me and kind of bring me back down to ground, but she also bounces, you know, I bounce, you know, thoughts and observations and stuff off of her while we're watching the game. So she's kind of my partner while I'm watching the game and preparing for this, you know, podcast and observations. I want to thank her. Thank my uh, mother, Linda. She's, she watches and listens every week. Uh, also a big Buckeye fan, a big supporter of the show. And obviously, you know, we can't do it without, we can't do it without her. Uh, yeah, there, there she is right there. So yeah, just a real, real, one of my biggest fans for sure. Appreciate that. Um, I want to thank the off the ball network crew. Uh, you know, that's, that's my website. That's my network that I'm part of. That's the off the ball network. Uh, these guys, like they're not all Buckeyes fans, but they're super supportive and, you know, we can talk and bounce things off each other. You know, and they're always they're always on my side and helping me out, and I couldn't do it without them. So the whole off the ball network crew, uh, uh, it's a Buckeye Nation message board, a group that I'm a member of. That you know, I've been a member for about ten years. My friend uh, Derek Climate started. Uh, these guys are great. Get in there, uh, real uh, not not only smart football fans, but also you know, there's some humor. You know, there's some uh, kind of bring you back down to earth every now and then. We discuss things, bounce things off each other another one to where like really, really fuels the content. I call it fueling the content. So I just want to thank them guys for the support. Uh, a lot of them watch every week. You know, they let me post this on the, on the group and everything. Super cool. Uh, then I want to thank a couple uh, podcasters I've worked with this year. I've got to know them a little bit and they, they've been super helpful. Uh, first we got a uh, Shane Larson. He does the game time guru. Uh, great, great sports podcaster, great content. And he's a great Buckeye podcaster, big Buckeye fan. Um, he's always there. Like, you know, we, we're always uh, messaging back and forth and bouncing ideas off each other and observations and things like that. So, and, and they're in the business, you know, there's technical questions and stuff too. And these guys are real supportive. You know, we reach out, retweet each other's work and stuff like that. Been a big help this year. It's been nice to kind of get to know Shane. Hopefully we can get together and do a show soon. And of course, Jay Stevens, um, I can't thank him enough. He's host of locked on Buckeyes. A uh, great Buckeye podcaster, but a real rational Buckeye fan, kind of like myself. And I mean, it, you guys wouldn't believe the the ideas. I mean, when we talk the X's and O's and and uh, run things by each other, you know, all week long and thoughts like how are you going to do your show? Like, what are you bringing up? What are you bringing up? You know, back and forth. 
Uh, Jay, Jay does Locked on Buckeyes. He also does the Jay Stevens podcast. Just a real super professional podcaster and has been a huge help this year and kind of inspired me along the way. So I recommend I'll put their I'll drop their links in the show notes. Uh, go check out both those guys and um, all, all the work they do outside of the Buckeyes, too, is really great. So I want to thank Jay and Shane for all the help this year. Um, for sure. So yeah, that's kind of it. I can't believe it's over. Um, it's been a great year for the Buckeye remix. You guys are awesome. Obviously we'll do some stuff for the draft. Uh, we'll do some stuff for the spring game, but in general, this is the the finale of the season of the 2021 season. The next one we do, it's, it's all moving on to 2021 season. Um, you know, it's about that team. So it's going to, you know, it's a new year, a new team, like it always is. That's what we love. So we'll obviously do some previews and some and some stuff like that. But once again, I want to thank everybody that listened. Uh, go to Jeff Needs Sports, like, please review. Uh, it helps a ton, especially if, you know, if on Apple, you guys know the deal. Leave a five-star review. You can say anything you want. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I still appreciate it. And, you know, go check me out at offtheballnetwork.com. I got some things coming up. You know, we I do more than just the Buckeye stuff, but you know, all, any, any, any support and help is totally appreciated and you guys are awesome. So that's it, everybody. Um, it was a great season. You guys are great. We're looking forward to 2021 and go Bucks.